supernatural increase is headed my way. I will say what I have, and I'll have what I say. Doors of opportunity are opening for me today. Supernatural increase is headed my way. Amen. So we've been, we've been talking about supernatural increase. I know that people think that when you talk about God's blessing in the area of finance, that all you talk about is giving. But I don't believe that that is the problem with uh, God's people not inheriting God's blessing in the area of finance. I believe that most, in fact, and I, I know there's some people that will, that will disagree with me. I know there's some preachers that will disagree with me. Uh, and most of them not, not uh, well, I won't say that. Anyway, uh, there, there are some, not most, but some preachers will agree uh, with what, what I'm about to say. But some, some preachers believe that God's people are the stingiest, tight, most tight-fisted, uh, chintziest people on the planet. And, and there's a reason why they believe that. You know, waitresses say that the worst day for them to be out and working, uh, their worst day for tips is on Sunday because church people don't leave good tips, which I think, I think sometimes... Um, is right. I think that's probably true. Uh, I do think that uh, there are a lot of people in the past, because they've not understood the principles of God's word, that they've been stingy and they've been tight-fisted. And, uh, and I think Christians have a tendency that when they get out in the world, especially when they go to restaurants, to want to, to give to someone based on their performance. And they don't, they don't see giving as being something that we do out of generosity. And generosity has nothing to do with performance. It has to do with being a good person. Now, if you don't want to be a good person, then be ugly. But, uh, you know, you want, to, you want to be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. And sometimes God will lead us to bless people that aren't a blessing. Amen. Praise now see, I'm, I'm messing with people because some people are like, well, you know, now that big zero that you left on your ticket when you was out at the restaurant doesn't make you, you know, well, if they'd have done better. And don't, don't get me wrong. I've been there. I've, I've sat and looked at Annie and said, this person don't even deserve a tip. She's like, well, we're not tipping them based on their performance. We're, you know, we're doing this for other reasons. So she keeps me straight. Thank God. But, uh, so I think that, that some, sometimes it's true. Some of God's people are chintzy and some people don't really reflect the generosity of God. You know, God is a giver. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, he, he gave. Amen. And so the, the, the very nature of God, the very character of God is giving. And when, when we become believers, we take upon ourselves the nature of God. And so uh, God's people are the givingest people that I've ever met. I've, I'm, I'm going to tell you person from my from, from my experience, there are no better people on planet earth than God's people. I've met the devil's people. I've hung out with the devil's people. I've been one of the devil's people. Amen. And they're not good. But God's people are the best people on the planet. You say, oh, they're a bunch of gossips. They gossip in the world. Right. Yeah, but I got hurt at church. Well, you got hurt in the world. The devil tried to kill you. Well, I expected more from God's people. Why? It's the same people. It's the same people that were in the bar. They just came to church to try to get fixed. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Amen. 
it, isn't it amazing how people all of a sudden, they want to come to church and they think that magically everybody's just going to change because they had an encounter with Jesus. You didn't magically change. I mean, you're, you were transformed in your spirit, but you still had bad thoughts after you got born again. You still told lies. You still said stupid stuff. Man, I still had trouble with cussing after I got saved. Everything, I mean, I got delivered from drugs. I got delivered from alcoholism. I got delivered from all kinds of stuff. I, I was amazed when I opened my mouth. Uh, number one, I was amazed that I, I still got angry. Because someone the next day after I got saved did something, and I was angry. The, the next thing I realized is that my mouth hadn't been delivered. Because when I got angry, what used to come out of my mouth before I got born again came out of my mouth after I got born again. And I mean, a string of curses and obscenities came out of my mouth. And, and after a minute, I quit. I was like, well, that, that's not right. So, you know, if you'll listen to your spirit, your spirit will tell off on you. And my spirit said, well, that ain't right. Don't do that. And so I shut that down. It took me a couple weeks before I quit cussing. Of course, they didn't come out in a string like that day. It was just one word, you know. It was <laughs> it's just one of the, you know. Listen, if you've been born again for 30 years, you shouldn't be cussing anymore. Not even accidentally. If you're still cussing, it's because you want to. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'll just leave that there. Praise God. Anyway, Mark chapter 10, are you there? So most, most God's people are, are awesome, and they're the most giving bunch that I've ever met. And, but a lot of what has been emphasized when it talks about God's blessing in the area of finance, how many of you sat under any kind of prosperity teaching? You've heard prosperity teaching in the past. Most of the time when you hear people preach, teach prosperity, they, they emphasize the giving part. Well, you got to give. You gotta, and that's certainly an important part of the process. But most of God's people aren't minus God's blessing in their finances because they're not givers. In fact, those of you that are in this church, and many of you can testify of this, those of you that are part of this church, you became givers because there's a, there's a real strong... When you come up in here, there's something that pulls on you to give. Some of you looked at your, some of you looked at your receipt for what you gave this year, and you were amazed that you gave more this year than you've ever given in your whole life. And you're like, my God. And you thought, how did that happen? Because it didn't seem like you made any more. But when you go back and you look, you'll find out you did make more. And you gave more. And when you hang around the presence of God and you hang around people that are generous people, you'll want to give. But some of, some of you, you, you still haven't seen the breakthrough in your finances that you've really desired. Because some of you desire to get over in the million flow. And I'm going to tell you something, Eric, you're on to something. I'm prophesying over you in the name of Jesus. You're on to something with this training of salesmen. I believe that it's a revenue stream that will create millions of dollars for you if you'll follow the Holy Ghost. In fact, I believe one day you probably won't even be in sales no more. That'll create such a, such a demand that you won't even be able to sell no more. You have to train somebody up to sell for you. But I, I really believe that you're on to, the, you're, I believe you're following the leading of the Spirit there. Because I, I was reading your post the other day, and man, it just got all over me. Praise God. So God, God is trying to raise people up. You know, someone made a comment to, I think to Annie maybe on social media said, boy, it must be nice being so wealthy that you can give away Rolex watches. You know, it is nice. Yeah. Just, I mean, if you, in case you were wondering. It's super nice. I posted pictures of the airplane. One of my aunts in, in Michigan, our former aunt, she used to be married to 
one of my uncles, one of his many wives, <laughs> whom, whom he had 14 children with, <laughs> at his funeral, at his funeral, one of his sons got up and said, you could tell my dad had a lot of love. <laughs> he, he loved people, you know. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. But anyway, <laughs> she, I posted a picture that, you know, the finished, the airplane finished the paint. She says, uh, and someone had asked me what kind of airplane it was, and I said, it's a Mooney. And she said, more like money. She said, the church must pay good. I was like, they do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The airplane belongs to the church. Praise God. Listen, I'm not not ashamed of it. We're We're not flaunting it. We're thanking God for the ability to be able to do the work of God without having, to, without having to beg banks for money, without having to beg people for money, trusting and believing that the Lord's going to supply every need that we have according to his riches and glory. And not only has God supplied, but he's exceeded the need. And so some of us were looking for that breakthrough. How many of you want to break through into something greater? I, I, believe, I believe that God wants to raise up millionaires out of Winner's Church. I believe he'll send millionaires and, and we'll pray for them and we'll see them born again and then we'll have to get them delivered of all their thoughts concerning finance. You understand? We'll have to teach them the principles of God's word. But those of you that already know the principles of God's word, I'm believing that God is going to raise you up to, uh, to sow and to give uh, multiplied millions of dollars into the kingdom and that God's going to bless you and your families and you're going to, you're going to leave an inheritance for your children's children. Glory to God. And you're never going to, you and your descendants will never be broke. Amen. Amen. Another day in your lives. Praise God. So it's more than just giving. It's more than just giving. And so we've started this. I hope y'all help y'all hear me because I'm not, I'm not talking out my neck. I'm not talking to you about something I read out of a book. Well, the Bible, but not, you know, not something I read something that somebody else wrote or something. Right. Some of you are like, why is this important? Well, because you spend most of your time in your life going after money. And so if you're going to spend so much time in your life going after money, oh, I go after the Lord. No, you're looking for a paycheck. That's why you get up 5 a.m. Or go to bed at 5 a.m. after you've been up all night. And so God has something to say about it. He, want, he, he wants to bless you. Amen. Amen. So you can be a blessing. Praise God. It, it's extremely important. Do you know you pray better when you got money in the bank? Some of you would, pray, some of you would praise harder if you, got, if you had money in the bank. You'd praise God harder than what you do right now. Amen. Haven't, if, you, if, if, if every one of you had $10 million in your bank, I guarantee praise service might still be going on. Because you know what? You wouldn't be thinking about, man, when are we going to get out of here? This, oh, I, I, you know, it's like that Loverboy song. Everybody's working for the weekend. I'm dating myself. <clears throat> you know, people like, oh, it's Monday. Thank God it's Friday. You know who doesn't do that? People that have millions of dollars in the bank. They don't care. You know what? Millionaire, they don't care what day it is. <laughs> they don't care. They, they ain't like, Sunday's the only day that I have. Listen, you got a poverty mentality if you think Sunday's the only day. Sunday's my only fun day. 
You got poverty thinking. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when the Lord started blessing me with more than enough, every day is a good day. Every day. Every day is a good day. Glory to God. So we're, we're going to break some things. And uh, the, Lord, the Lord's help. Boy, I tell you, I feel his help today. <laughs> so I'm not going to threaten you with this no more. Let's read it. <laughs> so John 10, we haven't even been able to get out of these verses here. John, or I'm sorry, Mark 10, verse 17, it says, When he was gone forth into the way, there came one running, kneeled to him, and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So we've already established that the subject is eternal life. And really, when it comes to supernatural increase and God's blessing in the area of finances, it doesn't really have to do with just tithing and offering giving. It has to do with eternal life. When you get Eternal life is more than just longevity. When, we, when many people think of eternal life, they think of the length of one's life. But the truth is that all of us, whether we're Christians or whether we're sinners, all of us are going to live forever. Whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, you're going to live forever. So every one of you have eternal life as far as longevity is concerned. You will live forever. It just, the toss up is where are you going to live it? Will it be in heaven? Or, and I know some of you are, well, I don't believe in hell. That's okay. You don't have to believe in it to go there. That's the thing about hell. You'll end up there whether you believe in it or not if you don't accept Jesus as your Savior. Amen. And heaven, you know, some people are like, well, I'm, I wonder if I'll miss heaven. If you're a believer, you're going to make heaven, even if you doubted it. Okay. Go ahead, Matthew. See, I know, I know some of you are like, well, wait a minute, don't I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't I believe? Well, yeah, you ought to believe, but you know what? Every now and again, we get stupid. But it doesn't change God. God's word is still true. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Amen. Praise God. So anyhow, so eternal life, what it's talking about here as far as eternal life is not the quantity of life, not how long you're going to live, but the quality of life. And Jesus, the life of Jesus was the expression of what eternal life is, the quality of the life of Jesus. Jesus, he went everywhere bringing heaven to earth, and that is the quality of eternal life. Jesus didn't live um, how many of you know that Jesus lived by a different standard and he didn't walk to the beat of the drum of the world or of the time or of the culture, but he walked to the beat of the drum of heaven? Yes. Amen. We know he did because he turned water into wine. Right. Okay. Amen. The dude turned water into wine. He, he walked on the water to get to his destination. He cursed a fig tree and it died. He turned, he turned five loaves into, and two fish into a meal that fed 5,000 men, potentially 10,000 people if they counted the women and the children. But they counted 5,000 men. So at least 5,000 people were fed with five loaves and two. So that, that's the quality of eternal life. You know, the, the quality of eternal life is not addition. It's multiplication. Right. Glory to God. Go to Deuter, go put Deuteronomy 8.1 up. Deuteronomy 8.1. I, I want you to just check this out and mark it or write it down if you're taking notes. And we'll come back here. All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do. Look what it says. That you may live. Say live. live. 
so that you may live. Say live. live. This live isn't just living, breathing in and out, eating, sleeping. This is a different kind of life. It's the same life that, was, that, was taught, that this rich young ruler was asking Jesus about when he said, how may I inherit eternal life? Well, here's what he says. All the commandments which I command you this day, so you observe to do. Well, if you'll do the word of God, if you'll do what God commands you to do, and not just some days, but every day, say every day. Now, this verse of scripture, it's, it's extremely important. Some of, you, some of you are doing what God told you to do, but you're doing what God told you to do three years ago. Some of you are doing what God told you to do, but you're doing what God told you to do 10 years ago. And the Bible says that we've got to do what he commands us to do today. In other words, if, if you're going to hear God tell you what you need to do today, then you're going to have to have fellowship every day with God. See, that's why when we started this service, I'm pulling my britches up here, that's why when we started this service, I talked about us entertaining the presence of God through our worship, through our praise, us opening up that portal of heaven to hear his voice, us creating an atmosphere where he can, changing the atmosphere, that's what we're doing. We're changing the atmosphere to facilitate a flow of that kind of life, uh, eternal life. The way that we do that is by obeying what he tells us. Well, how are you going to obey if you don't hear him? Well, you create an atmosphere where you can hear him every day, which means that you shouldn't just be praising here at church. You ought to be praising at home. See, some of you don't get warmed up by praising on the way. You might be able to get in quicker if you got in before you ever walk through the door. I'm, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to browbeat you or anything. I'm just trying to tell you that there's, there's a culture, a church, a religious culture that's been created in our generation that says that church is for Sundays. We've relegated God to one day a week. And then we only want to give him 25, 30 minutes on that day. I don't know about y'all, but I, I serve him every day. One time I was talking to a preacher and he said this. He said, <laughs> he said, to, he said um, it's, it's, the conversation started this way. He said, how do you determine how much time you spend studying for yourself and for the people? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, when you, when you study, how do you determine how much time you spend studying for you and for your personal life and how much time you spend studying for what you're going to present to people, what you're going to preach? Honestly, this concept was so foreign to me, I had to ask again. I said a third time, I said, say it again, but say it slow because I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. He said, you know, when you study, I said, yes. He said, how much time do you spend studying for your own personal walk with God? And how much time do you spend studying for people? I said, well, I said, I don't study for people. <laughs> I don't study to preach. Never have. I've only studied to try to get myself out of trouble. To be able to walk with God. To be able to live for him. And he, and he said, oh, you know, he said... He said, so you don't, you don't like prepare? I said, yeah, I I, the way I prepare is by preparing my heart, by, by making sure that I have a relationship with God every day. Because how, how can I hear from heaven if I don't develop a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus? 
I said, I don't have, I don't have time to try to prepare other people for their personal relationship with Jesus. I guess I'm so jacked up. I've got to spend every moment of my walk with God just trying to get myself fixed. I said, and, and you know what? He said, well, how do you, what, what do you do when you teach? I said, I get up and I tell them what God showed me about how I get through life. What? You know, the reason why you're hearing about supernatural increase, and this is what's crazy to me is some people are like, oh, I don't need to hear that. Listen, if God's dealing with me about it and I'm up here preaching to you about it, it's because he's dealing with me about it. And believe me, if I need to deal with it, y'all need to deal with it. Amen. It's because that's what the Holy Spirit is stirring of me. Then it brought, it brought me to the next thing, which I was found shocking as well. He said, well, he said, you know, he says, I, I just wonder because you know how people, well, they have a church life and then they have their real life. I was like, say that again. He said, well, you know, people have a church life and they have a real life. And I'm, I'm sitting there, this is, this is Pat Dale telling me this. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, I said, uh, say it again one more time, really slow. So I make sure I understand what you're saying. He says, I could tell he was getting nervous. He said, well, people have like a church life and then they have a real life. I said, dude, I don't even understand that. A church life. And I said, I said, do your best to explain that to me. He says, well, you know, people come to church and then they, they go through the rest of their life, you know, every other day of the week. You know, I'm going to tell you something and I hope I don't make anyone feel bad. But some of you might. But when I got born again, that became my whole life. It was Jesus. It was Jesus in the morning. It was Jesus in the evening. It was Jesus 24-7. I mean, my life, I, I became wrapped up, tied up, and tangled all, like Nancy Harmon used to sing, wrapped up, tied up, and tangled all up in Jesus. And every decision that I made, and every choice that I made, and everything that I did, and the way that I carried myself, and the way that I conducted business, and the way when I purchased cars, when I when we purchased a home, when we when I when I married me a wife, when we had children, all of it revolved around my personal relationship. Which I didn't have a church life and then another life. All I had was a life in God. Are y'all hearing me today? That's, that's eternal life. And see, that's, if you want to entertain eternal life, that's the way you begin to entertain eternal life. All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do. Listen, you know good and well in the strength of your own might, you can't do what God, you can't do the commandments. In fact, the, let's just talk about the law, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were created so that you would know you couldn't do it. Do you know that was the whole purpose of the law? The whole purpose of the law was to show you that without him, you can do nothing. The law, God never intended for us to be able to follow the law. He knew we would never be able to follow the law because he had every intention of sending a savior that would introduce us to a new kind of life. A life that would enable us to overcome, not through the strength and the power of our mind. Is anybody with me here today? Yeah. Am I helping some of you today? Yeah. God didn't intend for you to do this alone. Yeah. 
God never intended for you to be able to do this in the strength of your might. He intended to infuse you and in endow, to endow you with power from on high through the power of the Holy Ghost, through a personal intimate relationship so that you could live the God kind of life, so that you could have eternal life flowing out of your being and so that you could be in this world but not be of this world. Amen. So that your provision didn't come from men. So you could work for General Motors and not depend on General Motors. So you could work for Oklahoma City and not depend on Oklahoma City. So you could work for the state of Oklahoma and not depend on the state of Oklahoma. So you could work for the United States government, but not depend on the United States government. Amen. Boy, I'm preaching. See, the reason why some of us are in trouble is because we've depended in the strength and in the arm of our own might. And listen, God doesn't mind you going to work. Into it. In fact, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. But God didn't want you to trust in and to rely upon you to be your own supplier and your own provider. Listen, you can write this down. Your job is not your source of wealth. Your job, there is no job on planet earth that was designed to make you wealthy. Your job is your source of seed. God is your source of wealth. Wealth comes from the Lord. You know God will manipulate this world system to see that you succeed? Oh, yeah. God will manipulate the world. Amen. If you don't believe it, read the Bible. God defied the laws of physics to ensure that his people got to where they needed to go. That they got to, that they got to the destination that he had for them. Man, one time he caused the sun to shine for 24 hours. Just so that his people wouldn't have to fight in the dark and they could win the battle. Amen. God's a manipulator, a manipulator of circumstances to ensure that his people walk in the quality of his life. Boy, are, y'all, ought to be, y'all ought to be shouting about this because some of you think you're facing circumstances that it's impossible for them to change. Listen, with man, it is impossible, but not with God, for with God, all things... See, we, we, we talk about all things being possible with God, but we don't understand the height, the depth, the width, the breadth. We don't understand what God is willing to do to ensure that we have the victory if we live for him. But instead, we'll abandon his ways and his commandments to try to, to try to make a way for ourselves, not realizing that if we would be faithful to him and do what he commanded us to do every day, every day, every, I don't care what happens, every day, will you, will, you face, will you face difficulties every day? Will there be obstacles every day? But you've got to make a determination in your heart that you're going to do what he commands you to do every day. You know why? Because that's when you're going to live in the God kind of life. That's when people are going to step back. I'll never forget. And I've seen this over and over again with different ones. I've seen it with Ayla. When Ayla left left Indiana to come to Oklahoma City, there were people that discouraged her from coming. 
There were people that said you shouldn't follow after a man. <laughs> that cracks me up because um, <laughs> that was the last thing on Ayla's mind. I'm going to go hang out with Brother Ziggy. Number one, she didn't think it's possible to hang out with Brother Ziggy. It's before she became a part of our family. And who'd have, who'd have thunk it that when she got born again in a revival in Richmond, Indiana, that one day she'd be my niece. But she comes from Indiana. And when she comes from Indiana and she plugs in at Winter's Church, her life is transformed. So much so that when she goes back to Indiana, people are looking at her like they looked at Jesus. Is this not Joseph's son? I mean, honestly, I had her get up and testify in a revival meeting, and people are like, huh, she's still revived while they're all dying. Well, not all of them, but some, you know. What was that? A majority, <laughs> majority of people fell back. But here was Ayla. Continue your own. Well, you know what? It wasn't. Some people say, well, Brother Ziggy, you did a good job. No, it's eternal life. Amen. Eternal life is more than just saying a sinner's prayer. Come on, eternal life is more than just crying some tears and kneeling at an altar. Right. Right. Eternal life is determining that you're going to live for him every day. That you're going to adjust your, your you're, going to, you're going to change your vote. Amen. Boy, that's right. Boy, that's right. Really? You really can't change your vocabulary. To entertain the presence of God. You can't change your attitude. You know it's a deadly attitude. Some of you know your attitudes are deadly. Well, it's just how I am. You knew how I was before you married me. I'm going to tell you, if you're saying that, you better, you better change. If, if those words have ever come out of your mouth, start repenting now. Because you got a wrong heart. You got a, you got a wrong Amen. Well, you, you just need, the Lord accepts me as I am. Yeah, because he asked you. He committed himself to that. <laughs> that doesn't mean everybody else has to. We have to love you, but we don't have to be with you. Well, glory to Jesus. See how fast I would be with that. Where's that meme of the little girl with the funky look when you need it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do it, Marissa. Yeah, yeah Marissa's back there. <laughs> So I, I, but I want, you to, I want you to notice this because we've, we've gone over this. Can you tell I'm, I'm, te I'm, te I'm teaching you from a perspective that I've never taught you from before? Because you've, you've heard all this stuff about wealth, and I, I brought these verses out. And these are things that I've seen in these verses for years. And I, my assumption is that you've seen it from the same perspective. It's, it's, only, it's only when the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm about to do something supernatural in people's finances at Winter's Church. People are about to come up higher. He told me straight up. He said, you're about to come up higher. Oh, yeah. He said, I'm about to bless you in a way financially you've never been blessed before. Oh, yeah. 
In fact, I've already got it in my heart. I'm looking at a $1.5 million airplane. I'm, I really believe God wants to give us a, a DA-62. I really believe he wants to give us a different airplane because I think we're going to need it. We're going to need to stuff seven people in an airplane. Now, I know you, you, you get something like that and then you, all the people, all the anti-airplane people get to hating on you. Listen, you don't have to have one. You don't need one. But the only, the only reason I'm preaching here today, this morning, I have, I have a revival in Queen City, Texas. It's a five and a half hour drive. Service starts at six. You know, good and well, we're not going to get out of here that early. But you know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, and we're going to go to the Hawaiian restaurant in Yukon after this, and we're going to eat, and then I'm going to drive to Guthrie, I'm going to jump in the airplane, and in an hour and 20 minutes, I'm going to be at Queen City Amen. preaching. Oh, yeah. that's, that's why we have the airplane. Yeah. On, on, on uh, Easter Sunday, on Easter, I'm scheduled to be in Ohio, but I'll be here Easter Sunday morning. You know why? Because I have an airplane. Amen. And I'll preach to you on Easter Sunday morning, and I'll have that airplane parked out here at Wiley Post so that I don't have to drive to Guthrie because I won't have a whole lot of time. And I'll leave here. I'll have Annie drop me off at Wiley Post. I will fly that airplane to Ohio, and we will have church in Ohio on Easter Sunday night because God's blessed us with an airplane. Amen. Now I can currently fit four people in that airplane. In the DA-62 uh, it's either six or seven. I think you can put, is it seven? Seven people. Seven people. Seven. Come on now. Hallelujah. And uh, yep. Yep. Seven people. Michael, I told Michael, Michael, where we go in on these airplanes, you know? Seven, seven, seven people. That means if Miss Ron is like, Pastor, I, was, I think I'm supposed to be there. All right, get your stuff ready. Amen. Sister Debbie, she's retired. She'd be like, hey, Pastor, um, can I catch a ride with you? Get in, Debbie. Amen. Amen. I received that in the name of Jesus. You know Carolyn's going to be jumping in. <laughs> You've only flown with me one time, haven't you, Carolyn? Just twice. Twice. One time because Cherie broke down, man. Wasn't it when Cherie broke down? Wasn't you with her? Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I received that in the name of Jesus. You know why he's sewing? Because he, he's in the airplane all the time. He want to be in a bigger airplane. <laughs> I found Titus's little uh, stash of, of snacks back in the back of my airplane. Here. I received that in the name of Jesus. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, that was Eric. No, it was Ted. One day I'm cleaning out the airplane and I pull out a can of Vienna sausages. I'm like, where'd this come from? I set it up on the shelf. I asked Ted, Ted said, yeah, I took those with me in case I needed a snack. I didn't know when we was going to stop and eat. <laughs> Anyhow, so, but you know what? Here's the thing. I, it's not that... It's not that I'm against commercial a flight, because that's where people get stuck. They're like, well, can't you just fly commercially? Well, 
Are you kidding me? Are y'all serious? Canceled flights, delays, and then trying to get that to fit within the schedule. What are my chances of getting the flight out of Oklahoma City and it getting me on time to Queen City, Texas? It's not going to happen. So anyway, it's, it's not about, it's not about uh, social status. Uh, am, am I helping anybody here today? Praise God. It's not about social status. But see, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm about to bless you all. The whole church. I'm about to bless y'all. He said, I want you to get them ready. I want you to tell them. And then he told me, he said, y'all hadn't yet gotten these principles quite right. That there were things that you hadn't seen. And then he started showing me where where it was we hadn't seen it. Which is why I'm hitting it from this perspective. We'll get over there the other perspective. But that's why I'm hitting it from this perspective of, that's why I'm driving eternal life. Put Put it back up there real quick. So anyhow, boy, this is a... I'm sweating so bad it's getting mad. So all the commands which I command you this day, so you got to hear him every day, which means you got to create an atmosphere to hear him. This this don't work unless you this don't work unless you entertain his presence, unless you have a personal intimate relationship with Jesus. Listen, don't be praying that God bless you with money if you're if you're not gonna serve him. Because God would rather have you poor and go to heaven than than rich and go to hell. Here's here, look what it says. So uh, do it because you so you you may live. Say live. live. Say it again. Live. Say it again. Live. Say it again. Live. Now can we can we go to one other? Well, let's read the rest of it. So that you can live and what's the next word? Multiply. Say multiply. See, God wants to multiply you. He doesn't just want to add to you. He certainly doesn't want to divide. He don't want to subtract. He wants to multiply. Amen. So that you can live and multiply. You know what? Say double. See, that's multiplication. Double's not a di- Double's multiplication. It's Amen. It's two, it's four, it's eight, it's 16, it's 32, it's 64. Are y'all, y'all get it? It's multiplication. You may live, multiply, go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. I left it in the back. Now go to John 10, 10. Run there real quick. I took a picture of this. Sheree, bless me with a spirit-filled life Bible. <laughs> Thank you, Sheree. But, but eternal life, that, the quality of life, it's transformative. Happened with Ayla. Happened with Eric. When that police officer in Yukon pulled up when we were out there having the, having the uh, meeting out in the field. Last time she saw Eric, he was in the back of her police car. So, so drunk, Eric's like, after, when I, we started telling Eric the story... He's like, who was that? It was a police officer. What did they want? You know, Eric wasn't that far removed from, you know, getting busted. So anyway, <laughs> I have a warrant or no? No, no warrant. She just wanted to know if, who that was that was up in the front there, who, who it was that was uh, playing music and worshiping God. I received that, Joyce, in the name of Jesus. Um, I'm going to tell you, something. There, there may, before we get that airplane, there may be one or two of you here that say, Pastor, we're going to buy that airplane. Oh, yeah. 
Wouldn't that be cool if three of you said, well, Michael's going to give a half a million, and uh, Carolyn's going to give a half million, and Ayla and Tyler are going to give the other half a million. And George would be like, I'm going to pay for the first, you know, annual or something. You know, something like that. You know, people, people so blessed. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> a police officer looked at Eric and was like, who, who is that? We, we said, well, that's Eric. Is, is his last name Salazar? Yeah. And is Eric? Yeah. She's tears just streaming down her face. She said, last time I saw him, he was so drunk that we thought he was going to die from alcohol poisoning. Had him in the back of the car. What a miracle. I received that in the name of Jesus. What a miracle to see the transformation. She, she, was, she, was, she was witnessing the flow of eternal life. Now, John 10, 10, 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have what? Life. That they might have what? Life. Who are they? Life. That's you. That's you. They are you. Shall be they are you. Glory to God. You know what? Some of y'all, I think Twyla's starting to get this. But some, and, and I know Annie finally got a hold of this. But I'm, I'm going to talk to wives here for a minute. I know Shelby's going to get a hold of this too. But some, some, some of the wives here have been married to men that maybe were the breadwinners in their family. Maybe they were the ones that brought in most of the income for their whole marriage. But God, God's trying to raise up people individually to break out and to believe God. You know, you can have your own money. Glory to God. You can have your own money. <laughs> and and if, you, if, you, if you'll listen, God will speak to you. God will speak to you. God spoke to Annie. People, people be handing me money and I'd come home. Man, there, were, there was a time, and we don't do this anymore because it's dangerous, but anyway, there was a time where uh, one time I was, I, people would give me money and I'd just throw it in a safe that we had at the house. And I just, I just kept throwing money in a safe. I just kept throwing it in. For about two or three months, I threw money in a safe. And Annie said, well, where's all that money coming from? I said, people just come and hand me money. I was walking down the road in Richmond, Indiana, and a guy stopped his car in the middle of the street. He saw me going to the donut shop. And he, <laughs> he saw me going to the donut shop, and, and he stopped his car in the middle of the road and, and ran after me and put money in my... He's like, I need to give you this. Okay. I was like, who are you? He said, I was in the meeting the other night. I got to move my car. Bye. Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you, church. It's not that we, Annie and I don't need money. In fact, the, the pay that we get for the church, we're, I don't, we don't even use it. We stick it in the savings account. We, we don't need it. We don't need it. Last year, I had to tell David, David, you're going to have to fix our taxes for the church. He said, why? I said, I forgot to pay myself in December. He said, what? I said, I forgot to pay myself. I said, who forgets to pay themselves? He said, only you. <laughs> Only you. You know, when I, when I went to, when I, when I need to get a paycheck, Annie told me, she says, you need to pay yourself. And I was, she, she's like, you know, tr puts, transfers some money or something. So I, 
I, I, or, or put, put your check in. So, in, so to, to make sure that she, she thinks I did it, I just transfer the money from our from savings account. <laughs> well, when I transferred the money, I didn't think no more about it. Got to the end of the month, I was like, oh, end of January, I'm you know, starting to get everything together for taxes. I'm like, oh! I sent David a message. Uh, don't pay me for the last day. <laughs> don't pay me for the last I didn't pay myself. I forgot. <laughs> uh, amen. No, it's not the only time. I know I'm feeling silly right now because... Yeah, because Debbie had to do that for me several times as well. But we, we, I just stick that money in this because we, the, Lord, the Lord supplied every need that we've had according to his riches and glory. Well, about two months, I think it was a couple months, we'd put money in there. And Annie said, well, how, she said, how much, is, how much is in there? I said, I don't know. We went in there and counted it was over $50,000. It was over 50,000. I, I never even stopped to count it. I sorted it out 50 grand in two months that people just put in my hand during row. 50 grand. She said, Don't you think you should put that in the bank? I said, Well, yeah, pro- probably. And so we did. I don't do that anymore, by the way, in case anybody gets any ideas. And I do have, and what's that shotgun I've got? AKG? What is it? AKG 16 shot. A-S- KSG. Yeah, I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. All I know is that it's short and you can put 16 rounds in it. So I've got 16 rounds in it and I've got six on the barrel. I don't even use birdshot, bro. I go with the buckshot. Yeah. Buckshot, buckshot, buck. I got eight buckshot and eight slugs. Just hope you get hit with the buckshot. You understand? From a distance. From a distance. <clears throat> But anyway, it was during that time that Annie, she, she, she said, well, why don't that happen to me? And I didn't know what to say, so I just asked the question back. I said, why don't that happen to you? <laughs> and something clicked when I said it to her. She's like, yeah, why don't that happen to me? And then the Lord began to, to teach her, and he began to show her. This is not just for a few, this is for everyone. Amen. All right, John 10, 10. Uh, again, thief cometh not before to kill, steal, and destroy, but I am come that you might have what? Life. Say it again. Life. Say it again. Life. So we, again, we're talking about life. And I'm sorry, folks. I, I, I'm trying to get away from this, but I think this is helping us. Yeah. I think it's helping. So let me read to you what that w- the word life is. Oh, ha, 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 ha. thank you, Cherie, for the spirit-filled life Bible. Uh, she blessed me with it. Uh, Sometime this week, I didn't see it till today because I didn't, uh, I didn't come to the office this week. I was busy uh, with the airplane. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Jesus. All right, here's, here's what that word life, it's the strongs, the strongs for that word. So he says, I came to give you life. And that they might have it, what? More. Abundantly. More abundantly. Say more abundantly. more abundantly. So here's the definition of eternal life. Or part of the, de- de- this is the definition of eternal life. It's life more abundantly. 
It's not just living, breathing in and out. It's life more abundantly. So here's the Strong's uh, uh, definition of, of, of abundant life. Eternal, really, it's, it's eternal life. Superabundance. Excessive. Overflowing. Surplus. Over and above. More than enough. Profuse. Extraordinary. Above the ordinary. More than sufficient. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Man, there's some stuff I could say here. Some stuff that would probably embarrass some of us. But so I'm gonna say it again. Superabundance. Excessive, overflowing, surplus. Over and above, more than enough, profuse, extraordinary. Above the ordinary, more than sufficient. Now, see, that, that shouldn't just be true about us financially. That ought to be true with ideas, inventions. You know what? The world, the world ought to be... Back in, back in the day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit with that. Back in the day... Uh, I was just reminded of this. I listen to, sometimes I listen to crime podcasts when I'm working in the hangar on the airplane or something. And um, there was a podcast that I was listening to and they, re- they referenced Amy Semple McPherson. Amy Semple McPherson was a preacher back in the early 1900s that was, she was an evangelist. Uh, she ministered healing to the sick and she was radical. She, she was uh, known for doing illustrated sermons. So she, like, for example, one time she, uh, um, they, they invited all the police from the Los Angeles there. Her church was in Los Angeles. Um, Angeles Temple, I think is what it was called. And she was the founder of the Foursquare Church. But uh, she invited all the police of Los Angeles to come. They were having an a officer's day, police officer's day, where they were recognizing the bravery of police officers, and they invited them to church. They gave them a special gift and honored them. And so the church was full of police officers. Well, before, just before she came to the pulpit, they heard the rumbling of a loud motor in the foyer of the church. And Amy Semple McPherson came in dressed like a police officer riding a Harley Davidson motorcycle into the sanctuary. And she rode it up onto a ramp and onto the platform. She parked it on the platform, put the kickstand down, got off the motorcycle and got to the microphone. And she looked at those cops and with her, with a gloved hand dressed like a police officer, she said, stop, you're going to hell. And then began to preach a message on salvation to which hundreds of police officers responded to and gave their hearts to Jesus. But I didn't, I didn't know this for a long time. But the, the, the producer, the, either the producer or the director of Gone with the Wind actually went to her church to watch her preach and got ideas for Gone with the Wind and put those ideas into the movie because that's how dramatic her sermons were, that Hollywood would go and watch her and copy her. Now we got the church copying Hollywood. But it used to be that Hollywood would copy the church. Listen, there's coming a day. And you know why that was? Because they had tapped into eternal life. There's something that's extremely attractive about eternal life. 
Listen, you shouldn't be going and getting marital, marital advice from the world. The world ought to be coming and getting marital, marital advice from you. Annie and I don't have, because I hear y'all say this, I hear people, they, they tell me this a lot, they say, I envy you and Pastor Annie, y'all have such a wonderful relationship. I'm going to tell you something, what you envy is not our relationship. What you envy is what comes out of our relationship, which is eternal life. Our relationship is no different than yours. It's just that our relationship is tied up in that flow of life. And that's attractive. Listen, one no, amen. You know, the world ought to be, the world ought to be coming here. Amen. Things ought to be so good here. The, our marriages ought to be so happy. The world ought to be coming here being like, how y'all doing this? How y'all doing this? What's the secret? What's the secret? Is it a blue pill? Now, I'm, I'm, gonna get, I'm, I'm not getting crazy, I'm, but this is the truth. I mean, what we have, what, what Christians, what married Christian couples have in the bedroom, without being too, you know, graphic, but what Christian married couples have, the world ought to be envious. The world ought to be like, man, they ought to be coming up in here and be like, how do I get some of that up over in my room? Well, you know what? Give your heart to Jesus. Amen. See, some of you never invited Jesus into your bedroom. Boy, listen, I'm getting, this, is getting like a, this is getting like a Creflo Dollar meeting. <laughs> well, Creflo be telling some stuff make you embarrassed. But, but for financial blessing... Listen, you've got, you've got to get over there and let the Spirit of God break you through, break you out. You say, Brother Ziggy, I'm at a dead-end job. He'll, he'll, listen, he'll take, it off, he'll, make, he'll take it from being a dead-end to being an interstate highway. I mean, he'll take you and he'll start to raise you up. He'll, he'll, he'll begin to position you. I prophesied over a woman one time. I said, Lord, uh, it was at the Mennonite church. I said, Lord spoke to me. In fact, you remind me of a lot of her. Um, I said, Lord spoke to me. He said, you're about to be promoted. God's giving you a promotion. She was like, praise the Lord. I said, get ready. I said, God's going to promote you and you're going to make more money than you ever made. And God's going to bless you financially. Uh, be obedient to the Lord. Do what he commands you to do. And he's going to bless you. And I said all these things. And she was like, well, praise the Lord. Next, she, I, I, After church, I said, it's good having you. Are you coming back tomorrow? She said, I can't. I have to work. I said, okay, well, I'll be praying for you. I said, what a great word. She was like, Amen. Next day I went to church and I got in there and she was there. So I preached and, and I got done preaching and I said, well, you know, I didn't think she was going to be here, but let's let her testify. You know, I want to have her testify. She, and, and so I, I got the microphone. And I said, man, you got a good word. She said, yes, I did. I said, tell everybody what the word was. You said the Lord was about to promote me, that I was about to get a raise. God was going to increase me financially. She said, and, and uh, she said, it bore witness in my spirit. I said, well, you weren't supposed to be here tonight. You had to work. I said, uh, I said did you get him to let you off? She said, well, kind of. She said, I got fired today. <laughs> I, said, I said, what? She said, I got laid off. Yes, I started to shrink back. You know, I thought, my God. I said, I said, wow. She said, oh, no. She said, Brother Ziggy, the word of the Lord was promotion. 
She said, I'm, I'm trusting God for a promotion. This was, in the, this was on like Tuesday. On Friday, on Friday, she comes to every night of the revival. On Friday, she asked me before church, she said, can I testify? I didn't even ask her what for. I knew she had a testimony because she came in glowing. I said, sure, you can testify. So she came and uh, I had her testify. She said, you know, Brother Ziggy gave me a word on Monday or something like that. I maybe have it off a little bit. I'm, if, if I'm lying, I'm not trying to. But anyway, um, it's just the days that I have off. It's not the testimony. But she's, say, she said Monday, Brother Ziggy gave me a word on Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was and said I was going to get a promotion. The next day I was laid off of my job. She said, but I, I trusted the word of the Lord. I trusted the Lord. She said, I put in an application uh, the following day. I got called in for an interview the next day. She said, and I got a call this morning. She said, I got a job of making double what I made at my last job. The Lord has promoted me. I have to work less time for more money. In fact, that was, that was the word I get. I said, I'm going to believe God that you're going to get double the pay for half the work. And she doubled her income and she said she, doesn't have to, she didn't have to do uh, as much work. Amen. Praise God. So it's eternal life. It's, it's, God will increase you in every way. In every way. Now he, he's not going to promote you in the world and your job to make you wealthy on your job. He, God is your source. God is your source of wealth. God is your source of wealth, and he aims to get it to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Talisha, you're going to be so loaded, you're going to make the tribe jealous. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Boy, you'd have to be loaded to make the tribe jealous. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, stand up on your feet. Let's shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, you can bring, bring that offering basket and we'll receive the offering if you have your tithe, if you have your offering. If you need an envelope, if you lift your hand, someone will get you an envelope. Listen, I didn't say all this to try to uh, get you to, to give anything. If you, uh, you, you know, y'all know better than that, most of you anyway. I didn't even talk about giving today. All I'm trying to get you to understand is there's something that happens when you get out there and believe God's word and you allow that, that flow of life to touch every aspect of your life. You'll have, a, you'll have a baby prematurely that they say is going to be sick and she won't be sick. That's right. Amen. Amen. She'll amaze everybody. Right. Still amazing everybody. Right. They say she's, well, yeah, but she's small. Look at her mama. She's small too. You know, don't let them tell you that, Gar. You know, you understand? Because they tell you, well, you know, she's within the something percentile. It's like, man, she's a beast. Right. <laughs> you kidding me? Do you, know, do, you know what the, do you know what the last doctors said about her? They was wrong. Right. Boy, I can't wait till Amelia get up to where she's really talking clear. Amen. Look at Emory. Before he even came, they told you to get rid of him. Before he even came, they're like, nah, you don't want this. And he came. He was in the hospital. How long? Two, almost two years, wasn't he? Almost two years. We grew beards and wore Superman shirts and we we, did, we, we made all kind of crazy declarations. We went to the hospital. We sang. We danced. We shouted. We did all kinds of stuff. Then he came home. 
Man, it wasn't, it wasn't even a month he was home and he tried to die over on Western. Quit breathing. Boy, I tell you, I, I'll never forget that night. You know what? A, <laughs> it makes you wonder what some preachers would do if they really had something happen in one of their meetings. <laughs> Man, ruin the whole service. <laughs> ruin the whole service. I mean, here we were just having a good old time, and Emory dies. Tyler come in there. Hey! They're sounding an alarm. It's like, can't you see I'm preaching? It's not what happened, but man, it was an icy, it was an icy night too. It was the roads were slick. You had to everyone that came to church, I skated to church. I know this isn't how it happened, but it's the way I pictured it in my head. I picture Nakia coming down that hallway like like a Clark Kent ripping her shirt open and there being a big old ass on her chest and a cape flying behind her and she got on the ground listen she didn't miss a beat she wasn't in tears she wasn't in a panic she's like mm. she started blowing into his mouth we got around her the paramedics came they were trying to break us up we're like no ho 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 live live in the name of and Emory came right back to life You know, you know what? We could take everybody's report, or we could, or we could take the report of the Lord. That's eternal life. That's you. See, some of you would have been from that church is crazy. That kid died, and they prayed. Yeah, but he lives. He lives. And you know, Emory's doing Emory, Emory's doing a lot better than what they told you he was going to do. He's a lot better than what they said. And I'm still trusting God that one day we're going to see. Listen, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the day that that kid is running around here. Grunting and shouting and praising God. I've seen it in a, I've seen it in a dream that he came running in. And when he came running in, someone tried to stop him. I said, let him go. In the dream, I told the when they tried to stop, I said, let him go. I said, the devil tried to make it where he couldn't run. We're sure not going to stop him. Right. Amen. 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 It's about eternal life. Listen, the things that creep you out about this church, there's, there's a reason why we're radical. There's a reason why we praise the way we praise. There's a reason why we worship the way we worship. because once we were blind and now we see once we were lost now we're found once we were dead and now we live and we owe it all to him we owe it all to him so as you so whether you're texting to give you know what it is text to give is y'all know it most of y'all do anyhow and then it's week number six is that right supersede week number six so if you're a superseder and I encourage you to be a superseder. Father, I thank you for people's obedience today. Lord, we pray your blessing upon your people in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that you are raising up a people here at Winner's Church that are flowing in that, in that flow of your spirit that entertains the full measure 
of your blessing. The glory, the glory, the glory. Ele suprefira manda. And Lord, that glory, that full measure is going to produce increase, supernatural increase in every area of life. Lord, I thank, I thank you. I thank you, God, that your flow of life is so strong in this church. The people thought that the people that thought they were far away from having babies are going to have to be careful that they don't have one in this hour. There's so much life flowing in this place. And those that want babies are going to have to be careful of how many they ask for because they might get them all at once. Glory to God. Let there be such a flow of life in this house that it's revealed in everything, everything that we do, everything that we touch, everything that we put our hands to. Lord, let businesses abound. May they triple and quadruple. Lord, may they, may they grow exponentially. God, may, may people grow spiritually in this season and in this hour. May they grow in your word. May the anointing increase and double and triple and quadruple on the lives of people. May the ministry that goes out of this church multiply. And may your name be magnified. May your name be glorified for all that is done in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege. And we're honored, God, that we didn't choose you. You chose us. You know what God just, you know what God just spoke to me? Amelia and Emery and all these things that we've seen. And those of you that God has given you miracles, Shelby whom the doctors told her, you can't have a baby because of this autoimmune disorder, right? They, didn't they tell you that? You can't do it. You, you can't do it. Either you, you could die or the baby won't make it to full. T- My God, what a lie. Well, all, all Gabriella got to do is walk in the room and you're there. Listen, I wish that, I wish that doctor could come up in there and see her, <laughs> see her tumble into the room. You know, what the, you know what the Lord's talking to me right? These, these things are, they're, they're a memorial. They're for us to remember. They're for us to remember the goodness of God. And they're living memorials. They're living memorials. Carolyn Webster, you know how many times they have prophesied her death? You know how many, you know how many times they've prophesied? And she's come up in here. Look at her. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, Carolyn. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're a living, you're a living epistle. A living epistle of the goodness of God. Amen. I mean, even me. When they said, when I said, I'm going to start a church. You know what they said? You can't do that. You can't do that. Well, you know, they were kind of right. I couldn't do it by myself. But together we were unstoppable. Together we were unstoppable. And here we are. Listen, if we're the only ones that dig the wells of revival in this city and in this state, then bless God, let it be. We're going to dig the wells of revival. Amen. Praise God. George, come on, let me pray for you, man. 
let y'all agree with me. I'm going to pray for George. George has been battling with headaches, but we're, we're declaring that. Hmm? Rick, you was in the hospital. We're going to pray for you as well. So y'all stretch your hands toward George here. I'm going to believe God with him. Father, I thank you for George. I thank you, God, for all that you've done in his life. I thank you, God, that you brought him here for us to become acquainted, to become friends. Lord, for him to be a part of this family, this church family. And Lord, I thank you that today, whatever it is that has tried to come on him and to cause these headaches, in Jesus' name, we rebuke it. And we say no more. We say that you will not have these things anymore. You will not be hindered any longer by these headaches we curse the cause of it in the name of Jesus and Lord I thank you I thank you that today you are making him 100% whole before this entire congregation in Jesus name Lord I thank you for him I thank you for Lily Lord I pray your blessing upon their house upon the both of them Lord, may Jesus reign in their whole house. God, may you reveal yourself to them in a greater measure in this hour than they've ever seen and known you before. And Lord, may they serve you with gladness all the days of their life, giving you glory and honor and praise for all the wonderful things that you've done for them. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Father. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. I love you, man. Praise the Lord. Boy, I'm glad we got to spend time with George yesterday and his wife. They're awesome. Amen. Come on, y'all, let's pray for Rick. Let's, let's just believe God. Boy, yeah, the enemy, he has tried to mess with you a lot, hadn't he? Devil, we command you in Jesus' name, get your hand off of him. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. You can no longer hinder our brother. We bind you in Jesus' name. We command you to get off of his back. Get off of his spine. Get off of his hips. Get off of his knees. Get off of his ankles in the name of Jesus. Get off of these bones in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, I pray that you will strengthen this man's, fortify this man's bones. Fortify his body, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, may the, may the, may the muscles become strengthened supernaturally. Lord, may he be strong in the core of his being. In Jesus' name, by the might of your spirit. Father, I thank you. I thank you that he's walking in faith and he's walking in victory because you're with him, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We love you, man. We love you. Amen. Praise God. We only miss you when you're gone. We, we don't always know where you're at, but I'm glad, I'm glad that Cherie and the others are keeping up with you. Praise God. And, and, and you all listen. I want you to know something. Y'all know I love you. And don't, don't feel bad when especially if you're new to our church don't feel bad if you get a call from Sheree or from you know someone other than myself these folks the reason why they're reaching out to you is because they're helping me and it's because we we have a concern for you and we we love you and um I may not be able to like Melody she reached out to me and told me when her and Seth were boy they were battling they had uh, they had a fight in their bodies and, and we, we was praying believing God with them but you know sometimes I don't I'm not able to to get back with people right away, but eventually I get there. And uh, but we do. We care, we care for you. We love you. We're we're a family. Amen. And I thank God. I thank God. I'm glad to be a part of God's family. 
And I'm glad that you're, <laughs> I'm glad you're a part of it too. Amen. Well, glory. Michelle, they, they, they gave you a good report finally. They, and they usually don't like to do that, but not unless they've taken a whole bunch of your money. But you know, Mich Michelle had a blood clot that was forming on a valve that they had put in there that they had replaced in her heart. They had given her up to die. Really, I mean, and uh, she, God gave her a miracle. The Lord really gave her a miracle. She shouldn't really be here, but thank God for the Holy Ghost. But uh, she, she, she told Sheree, she gave testimony to Sheree, and Sheree, she, she told me the testimony. But uh, they gave her some, uh, um, uh, muscle, some blood thinners and whatnot. And of course, they, they, they credit the medicine. We credit the, we, we credit the Lord. And we'll, we'll give a little credit to the medicine, a little bit. But we're going to give credit all, and all glory and all honor to God. Because before they started this, they didn't have a hope that it would work. So we'll, it's shrinking two weeks. Now that now they're now they're not talking about you dying, they're talking about you living. Amen. But we've never we've never talked about you dying. We've, amen. We're we're functioning on on the on the belief and on the idea that God created you to live a long and prosperous life. So thank God. Well, what a great God we serve. Amen. So listen, I love you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. I'm not cutting this short. Uh, we're actually doing we we are doing pretty good. Usually I don't get you out of here till about one or one fifteen. But um, I, I mean, I'm headed to Queen City today. Keep me in your prayers as I go. Pray for me and pray for uh, Cherie. Uh, she's going with me. And uh, we're going to be there. We're scheduled till Wednesday. There's something that's really stirring in my spirit. I'm not sure that that's going to happen because um, I really sense something really going on in my, in my inner man. But be in prayer, and we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to do the will of the Lord. Of course, Pastor Ben be the one to make those decisions. But uh, Pastor Ben... Uh, and Tammy had a grandbaby, uh, man, that kid, awesome. But uh, so we're going to go spend some time with them, with their church. So just keep us lifted up and proud. I'll be taking off probably about three o'clock. We'll uh, three or three thirty. We'll be taking off and leaving from uh, Guthrie, and uh, it won't take us but an hour and fifteen minutes or so to get there. But uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. Uh, Lord bless your people as we go from here today. Go with us. May your spirit uh, and that that uh, and that flow of eternal life be manifested through us to others. May they be so attracted to what they see that we're able to introduce them to the one who changed it all for us, to Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you. Uh, be with us. Be with our families. Continue to bless us as we, as we go from this place. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Everybody that believed it said amen. Amen. Listen, I love you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. I go in his presence. Before you leave, love someone because you do. I will definitely see you guys back here uh, next, uh, next week. Um, amen. Pastor Andy will be ministering, right, on Wednesday? Yeah. This Wednesday you're ministering, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just playing. I do. I'm just playing. I'm gonna. I, actually, I was gonna have Tyler do a ministry this Wednesday. So Tyler will be ministering on the gifts and the ministries of the Holy Spirit. And uh, excited because Tyler, I'm prophesying over you. Even though I've quit, you said to me that you felt like this was your year. This was your seat. It is. Amen. 
Because before you ever said it, the Holy Ghost had already spoken it to me. And so I hear God telling me to tell you that he's going to make things that have been uncertain, certain. He's going to get, bring clarity to things that have been fuzzy. But I hear, I hear God saying this. I hear the Lord saying, you're not, you're not catching up to where, because you, you felt like you've had to run to catch up. The Lord says you've already surpassed. You're not catching up. The Lord says you've already gone beyond. He said, you're beginning to know it in your own heart. So rejoice. Amen. Amen. Because this is a new season. Amen. So Tyler, Tyler be bringing the word. I'm excited about him bringing the word uh, this week on Wednesday. Come, make sure you come be a part. I love you. We'll see you guys. I'll see you guys next Sunday in Jesus' name.